0: We also wanted to note a content warning for this episode. As we are rooted in Advent time and looking at Mary's storyline in particular, we do discuss themes of pregnancy, labor, and childbearing. So if you have an unmet desire to have children or have experienced infertility or pregnancy loss, we invite you to proceed with care or to save this episode for a better time, or to skip it altogether. And either way, know that we are thinking of you.
1: Welcome to the Bear With Me podcast on (laughs) Table Radio, where we aim to integrate belief and practice in the Christian life. All right. Hi. Welcome. I'm Andy, and um, I'm with Vanessa. Hi. And we're here in the Table Church Studios, more or less, makeshift. (laughs) And we're starting a new podcast. This is our first one, if you couldn't tell, episode one. Yeah. And uh, we're going to try it out. So so the title of our podcast is Intentional. Please bear with us.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, here we are. It's Advent. Happy Advent.
0: Happy Vanessa. Advent. I love Advent.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm excited. This is a great time to start a new podcast because technically, to our point of wanting to integrate belief and practice, this is the new year. Right. This is the time to start yes. new things. This is our new beginnings.
0: Yes, it is, technically.
1: So here we are mm-hmm. with our new podcast. Happy New Year. New ideas. We feel a bit in over our head, but um, we shouldn't. Anyone can start a podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why not us? Why not us,
1: right? If Andy and Vanessa can do it you can do it that's true. anything's <laughs> <laughs> to be learned here um, so we had we've been talking um, briefly uh, recently about this new podcast about what we want to what we want to be and do and talk about and we've got a few topics we want to talk about today so um, let's jump in great I've been um, I've been getting ready for um, preparing for a sermon in a couple of weeks from now and um, it's going to be the fourth Sunday in Advent, the last Sunday before Christmas. And my text is from Luke's gospel. And it's the scene where the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and, and gives her some big news, some announcement news. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just want to talk a little bit about this because, because as we've been talking in our neighborhood tables and some of our, our gatherings here at the table church, um, we, we've been talking about some of these themes and ideas, and we thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about it on our podcast. So basically, this episode, it's in, in Luke chapter 1. Um, th- the angel Gabriel has just appeared to Zechariah in the temple in the previous episode with, um, with some news about a birth. Uh, it, he announces the birth of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Zechariah can't believe it. Um, and then for this episode, when the angel is sent to Mary, it begins with these words, in the sixth month, mm. the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin. And I found that really fascinating as I was going over the the scene because Luke is a historian, big time. He pays attention and he gives these indicators of the precise time and place that, you, that these things happened. He's very concerned to communicate these things. And so he says things like, in the year that Herod the Tetrarch was doing this, or the year of Quir- when Quirinius was governor, <clears throat> these mm. things happened. So he's helping people locate, according to these big political events. Mm-hmm. But here, for this, maybe the biggest announcement of his gospel, he's doing something different, because that six months is in reference to Elizabeth's pregnancy. And so he might as well have said in the, at the end of the second trimester, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. It's this total reorientation of time wow. away from the big picture government stuff, the kings, the things that are happening. You know, uh, In the season when Trump was a lame duck and we were getting ready for Biden's ascendancy to the throne or... Or whatever, whatever the mm-hmm. big news um, items are the day. Those, how to orient our our time. Um, Luke is now orienting us into it, into God's timing, and so that brought up for, for Vanessa and I earlier in, in in some conversation around God's time versus maybe the way that we normally measure time mm-hmm. and um, TikTok time. Yep, as you've shared with us before. I think you preached a sermon last year. You talked a bit about this. And so I just wanted to start us there. In the Bible, it's called Kero's time versus Kronos time. And Kronos time is the time that we are most used to. It's that TikTok, what time is it? What time have I set my alarm? Mm-hmm. Um, and Kronos time is a different kind, or sorry, Kero's time is a different kind of time. And can you tell, Vanessa, can you yeah. tell us a little bit about the difference between Kero's time and TikTok time? Yes. Please.
0: Yeah, I I loved finding out um, that there are these different versions of time because I've had such a complicated relationship with time. I feel like many of us, um, maybe white people in the West is really what I'm talking about, feel really burdened or pressured by time. At least I do, like feeling like it's something I'm supposed to manage or time- are blocks in my calendar that I'm supposed to like steward well. And, and it's really easy to feel like I've wasted time or I'm losing time or I just need more time in order to do what I think I'm supposed to do in life. So it's that it's crazy to me that Luke was talking in trimester time, Mm -hmm. like superimposing another economy of time. I think I always thought that just meant like June or whatever their equivalent of like the 6th month of the cycle of the year, you know? Like I right. I never knew it was it was related to a woman's um pregnancy mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, Kronos time to me is is that um that alligator in Peter Pan with the clock around his neck that just always goes right. like tick-tock tick-tock. Yeah. And it's just like it's coming to get you. And I remember looking that up and it that alligator signifies in that story fate which is how I've related with time. It's just mm-hmm. like it's after you, it's going to get you, it's going to catch up to you. You need more of it. You better resign yourself to it. There's nothing you can do about it. Kairos time is is pregnant time. It's um it's wisdom to me. Like the difference between knowing stuff and wisdom. Wisdom has this element of it's like a magical element or an enchanted or something. Mm element to it where it's the right time. It's the fitting time. Um, I think it really means opportunity. I think that might be one of the definitions of Kairos is opportunity. So one of the verses in Psalms that means something to me about Kairos time is, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I remember singing that at an even song when I first started coming to the table. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And I thought, oh my gosh, what if that's true? Better is one hour with God Mm. than a thousand I could do on my own. Like, than a thousand emails I could reply back. Than a thousand penances I could do to try to make up for the wrong thing that I did. Like, better is one day with the Holy Spirit trying to discern something than years Trying to figure it out on my own. That's how it kind of a, has applied to me. The idea of Kairos time is that, yeah, there's this um, there's this element of spirit or wisdom, that actually redeems time. Mm. It does. It's just not math. It's not one plus one equals two. If you do this, then this happens, and then this happens. It's like in God's economy, there's this possibility that God can redeem time. God can create third ways where you thought there was just A or B, black Mm -hmm. or white, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit can actually inspire a third way that is better than all the things I was striving. I feel like striving. Sorry I'm talking so much.
1: No, it's good. Keep going.
0: Striving for me is chronos time, this CH time. There's this like element of trying to make stuff happen on my own, and it's overwhelming, and it can make me feel bad and behind all the time. And Kairos time continually says, or invites me to cease striving Hmm. and to get swept up in trust that God owns time and God is doing something in God's time. And I just get swept up to it. I, I participate in it, but I don't start it, finish it, make it happen or not.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the... And even the idea of chronos time, it's. I think our relationship has changed to it over time. Um, thinking about even our even the last few hundred years, how I mean, we didn't always have clocks. Mm-hmm. At some point, people invented clocks. Like yeah. we can measure time in new ways. Yeah, and 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 so humanity has changed its relationship to that chronos time. Over time, yes, and um, to a point that we could argue in, at this point in the 21st century, to where it is, it's like it's a it's a slave master in a way that maybe it hasn't been in previous epochs. Yes, right. And uh, so there's the there's a uh, popular book out right now called "The Ruth- Ruthless Elimination of Hurry" by John Mark Comer. He talks about he talks about this very thing, like our relationship to this Chronos time mm-hmm. has changed over time. To, to a point to where it is it is a striving, it is anxiety producing, there mm-hmm. is never enough of it, despite what technology promises. Oh, it's going to give you more time, and then somehow we have less of it because mm-hmm. of our technology. This, the constant beeps of our phones and email inboxes getting out of control and, mm-hmm. and all the rest. And so that's fascinating to me, and just the idea... Uh, John Mark Cormor references an article on sleep in, in his book. Yeah. Um, I'll put it in the show notes if you want to uh, click a link to it. It's still available online. But this idea of, uh, I think they put, they had a bunch of people come together. They deprived them of artificial light mm. and clocks and everything that would tell you. Uh, it, all they had was this, you know, night and day. Yeah. And over time, their sleep patterns reverted to, well, they think reverted to, an eleven hour sleep period no way with wake up times in the middle of the night, like they would sleep for about four oh. hours they 'd wake up for the watches of the night right for an hour or two for quiet talking, for maybe reading by candlelight for 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 whatever whatever uh, reflecting yeah, and then they'd go back to sleep for a few hours and they 'd get up for for morning time wow and there's he cites this in the book, but there's evidence also that that's how ancient people used to just live. David talks about in the Psalms, I'll meditate you on you in the watches of the night. And I read that after reading that <laughs> book in the sleep study. I'm like, oh, is David just talking about, oh, yeah, when I wake up in the middle of the night, because I'm not going to sleep for 12 hours yeah. or 11 hours, <laughs> this is what I'll do. And it's a different pace of life mm. than the constant, oh, now we can stay up till 10, 11, midnight, get our seven hours or whatever we need, think we need, yeah. get up early, probably too early. <laughs> Yeah. So that we can get our stuff done. Yeah. And that's just the way that the world has gone. And so this idea that you're talking about, this Kairos time, this God time, this pregnancy time, is talking about living, engaging on a different understanding or a different way of keeping time. Yes. That is fascinating. It is. And exhilarating and exciting. But what is it? Good. <laughs> question what is it and what is and how do we how do we live into that time I think of even just this section where where the angel comes to Mary and um Elizabeth's already pregnant and and Mary is getting the announcement and pregnancy as an image for keeping time or mm-hmm. or maybe as an image for what we're talking about. Um, I've never been pregnant
2: mm-hmm.
1: I will never be pregnant. Mm-hmm. I th- you have been yes, so you can speak with a bit more authority here, but that as an example, or maybe as a parable or an image for us of what does that mean? How does how does pregnancy time work different than TikTok time?
0: Yeah, good one. Well, um, I think this is related. Something that came to mind for me as you talked was Saint Benedict and his. There's a rule around the bell, um, in Saint Benedict's. Rule. And it was, I mean, now it's pretty common, I think, in monastic places where um, this bell would ring at some point in the day and it would signal that it's time to move on to the next thing. So there's like work, study, rest, and prayer or something, you know. So there's like mopping the floors, reading sacred texts, praying, and resting and eating. Mm-hmm. And so when the bell would ring, one of the rules was you had to stop what you were doing. Immediately, even like you, he, it even said not to like cross your T or dot your I. So there was this readiness when mm. the bell rang mm-hmm. and he said, or the author I read who talks about him said, um, the idea was that you move on to the next thing, not because you want to, but because it's time. So it's teaching this, um, way of being and living in the world where you trust that there's enough time. Mm. Like you're not, it's not the center, you're not the center of it all, that there's Someone enough Someone else time. is deciding. Yeah.
1: You're, you're externalizing the decider of yes. who, how you use your time, who gets to decide that.
0: Yes. Yeah. And there's something good for us.
1: There's something freeing in that. Freeing
0: in doing that. And pregnancy is, is like that. Like how you do just Once to certain wait. things
1: happen, you got to move. You move. You got to do something differently.
0: Yeah. There's not so much decision fatigue. Right. Do I keep writing this letter? Yeah. Do I study longer? Do I save dishes for tomorrow? Hmm. It's just the bell rings and you move on. But the worldview that you're investing in in that is that God is in charge of time. God knows what the world needs to hmm. thrive. God knows what we need as human creatures, created ones, to thrive. And so if we kind of our obedient or faithful to or trusting of moving on or Mm -hmm. of letting things be done to us and responding to them. Uh, that's how we're formed or our salvation comes from, it's not our salvation, but it's like a means of grace Mm -hmm. to let time be done to us instead of, um, being the masters of time. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: It it makes a lot of sense. It's, um, and it's something that that there's elements of that that I long that I really long for. It's like, yeah. boy, the freedom to not have to decide constantly how how, but to allow someone greater and wiser, or or God in this case, to to determine here's how here's how you're to use your time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just to be like, okay, great, I don't have to, I, I can give up. Um, me as the decision maker Mm -hmm. for those things. And I can be free to be more present in the moment because I'm not constantly thinking, oh, what about this? What about that? And and, and just the way, I don't think it's just me. I think a lot of us live with the to-do lists in our head and when Mm -hmm. am I going to get to this? And I need to make, you know, to be able to have some, at least a level of freedom from that, to say this is the time I'm given Mm -hmm. for these things. That sounds really great.
0: I know. (laughs) In practice, (laughs) it's so complicated. I mean, even a couple days ago, I think this was maybe two days ago, um, I looked at the clock and I had an hour and 27 minutes left Mm -hmm. before it was time to pick up Leo from school. And I felt so many feelings because that morning I had just been really present so I had longer conversations with neighbors than I usually allow myself. I was present to my husband and mm. you know like met a need for figuring something out. Yeah. Um I I wasn't it didn't feel like I was a slave to my to-do list. I felt really I felt like a human in the world with mm-hmm. Christ consciousness. Like mm. okay, there's stuff going on in the world and mm-hmm. I just need to open my eyes to it and respond to it today. But in that moment I was I had a feeling of like, oh, but now what? Like yeah. I have all this stuff I was gonna do, and I only have an hour and 27 minutes. But I feel like Cairo's time made me think, hold on a second. Like God, you know that I only have an hour and 27 minutes. What's your what what would how would you use this time? Yeah. Or if you were me. Right. Um or Anything you want to help me figure out about the best use of this time? Like what on my to-do list doesn't need to happen right now? Um, Even even switching my mind around like, oh, I wasted all this time like being present to other people to maybe that's exactly a good day Mm. (laughs) today. Mm -hmm. And maybe God's great with that too. And there's freedom even in thinking, well, every day I have this desire to do 20 minutes of centering prayer. That's Mm -hmm. one of my priorities. Like I, in my rule of life, I have come up with, if I'm do nothing else today, I'm going to do these two things. So I hadn't done that yet. And I thought, what if God's like, hey, this is not like, um, I don't know, (laughs) this isn't a rule. I just talked about rule, but um, this is a relationship. I'm cool with you not doing that today. Mm -hmm. Even, even for me to have the the thought that God would be able, that I'd be able to relate with God in, about missing that right. twenty minute time. That's a priority for me, mm-hmm. and and not knowing how to use the rest of my time. I don't, I don't have any conclusions about that. Mm-hmm. But it just felt new
1: anyway, to not yeah, get
0: yeah. into like the TikTok to do list zone. Right after what felt like. A lot of fruit of the spirit. Yeah. In the previous part of my day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it I have like ten questions <laughs> in my head, but we don't have time for them all. Yeah. Ironically. Uh, I mean we do. <laughs> and I think the this maybe our new podcast will afford us time to come back and revisit these things. Yeah. I think this is a big this yeah. time thing is a big one that I, I think is important to both of us. Yeah. But I'm wondering like I think of um I think of two There's kind of two elements to this. There's like, there's paying attention and recognizing the time. Mm -hmm. And then there's acting, acting in the time. Mm -hmm. And I think of, uh, Jesus saying things like in the gospels, you know, pay attention, Mm -hmm. know the seasons. He's not talking about the four seasons. He's Mm -hmm. talking about the signs of the times, pay attention, you know, when, Mm -hmm. um, a tree is in fruit. So also you need to pay attention to what's happening and act accordingly. Mm -hmm. And so there's sort of that that pay attention. He talks, you know, watch and pray.
2: Hmm. He
1: talks about um, time's up. The kingdom of God is here. Here's the season right now. This is what you should be doing. And so there's that element of how do we, how do we pay better attention to the time?
0: Yeah.
1: And then how do we keep Cairo's time? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Are there any thoughts from you on that? I mean, you've talked about Prayer, centering prayer. Mm -hmm. And I have to imagine when we think when, you know, watching and praying has to, there has to be an element of slowing down and, and being mindful of God, being present to God, who's always present to us. Yeah. The, if there's a problem of presence, it's not, it's not from his direction, right? It's our, how do, how do we slow down so that we can start paying attention to this different kind of time?
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me. The, um, what I kind of learned in spiritual direction training as the basis for being present is stop, look, and listen. That was how my program kind of framed it, um, having practices around stopping, looking, and listening. So stopping being um, something in a daily or at least regular way of silence, which for me, setting a timer for 20 minutes for Centering Prayer, um, is is just an exercise. It feels like a microcosm mm-hmm. of um, sacrificing my presence. It feels like a sacrifice of presence. Like There's so much I could be doing right now. There's so much I could be worrying about. But for this 20 minutes, I'm just going to be present to you. Mm-hmm. And that is going to teach me somehow, over time, throughout the rest of my day, to learn how to be present and pay attention. So stopping is that looking is some form of examine or reflection regularly where we, we stop to look back mm-hmm. and make connect the dots mm-hmm. between things that help us keep time mm-hmm. or wake up or yeah. have hope or pay attention and to do more of those and to strategize how to do less of the stuff that is not... Mm-hmm. Good for us. Like mm-hmm. shopping for me for clothing, mm-hmm. um, being in a mall, very few days would that help me to keep time Mary, Mary like. Yeah. <laughs> because it just, it's not a great environment for me. Right. It does not bring me, mm-hmm. it brings me more towards self consciousness rather than Christ in my world. Of course, you have to shop sometimes, but you know, that's one of the things on my list. Mm-hmm. And then listening, so stopping, looking, and listening. Looking is some kind of reflection or examine. And then listening is some form of coming to the Bible, or for a season it might be you know another book or something, mm-hmm. really life-giving book, and saying, I think there is actually something the Holy Spirit wants to say to me through this yeah. text. And I'm going to not just read it and check it off the list, but I'm just going to read a little bit of it and say, okay, I'm actually, I'm open is there anything about this that's alive for me right now? Mm-hmm. So those are the three basic practices to me that help me be alert and stop look and listen has like an alertness. Yeah, it's like stay yeah. alert. Stuff's happening. Yeah, look out for the signs. Yeah, make sure you're awake and like you have your your faculties engaged.
1: Right. Yeah, that's good and that's helpful. It there's some overlap. I feel. I think I feel the most. I'm made the most present to God and I, and I think I sense the voice of God speaking in my life most most recently when i'm when I'm in a discipline of memorization of scripture yeah there, there's something about that that forces me to do some of those things like to yeah. stop like I, for when you memorize scripture, it forces you to slow down yeah, because you just read through it and you you miss so much, oh, but when yeah. I have to memorize it and I have to memorize what preposition is being used what uh relative clause like why why in the sixth month what is wait a minute that's the thing that forced me to slow down i wouldn't have never noticed that just reading through it yeah on my own but when i'm actually forced to slow down and i can recite it in my head while i'm in line at the bank or laying on my bed and can't sleep or whatever Mm -hmm. situation i'm in then i start to ask well why is why does luke say that and i ask questions i wouldn't ask yes and, um, and that's, that's when, um, yeah, that's when the things start to open up. The scriptures mm-hmm. start to open up and I feel like, oh, I think God is the spirit of God is actually opening, bringing them some of the significance of this out for me. Cause I'm slowing down enough to pay attention and it becomes so rich.
0: Andy, we should do a podcast on memorization,
1: a podcast on memorization, because I'm writing it down.
0: I feel like there is so much there. Remember. Yeah. Get it. (laughs) Um, I mean, to me, memorizing scripture is an example of better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Mm. In the sense that, like you said, when you least expect it. I mean, you're right. I I have moments while talking with someone or walking for school pickup or Mm. in the shower. And I. A revelation comes about a a word in the passage, or an insight comes that to me communicates that we do not just learn by reading, you know, like that. That is so much how we think we learn. Like I'm going to read this article, I'm going to research this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to the sermon, and then I'm going to know. In reality, um, the way the Spirit works, or the way God wired us, is to learn by doing, by living. So maybe we needed to take a shower while, hmm. you know, reciting mm-hmm. this passage or not even I, sometimes I'm not even consciously reciting it and a connection is just made Yeah, that I could have done an exegesis on hmm. for three hours and mm-hmm. not seen it.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so rich. And I, um, I want to transition now into, yeah. and if I wish I had a bell to transition us
0: oh my gosh and we have to just stop Uh, what we're yeah that's kind of fun
1: yeah although i'm just kind of i'm the decider in this point because i've decided it's time to transition so maybe we should do it yeah i don't know i don't know okay Okay. anyway (laughs) ding It it kind of transitions, I think, naturally is this idea of how God's kingdom comes. How does God work in the world? And I I think that is um, that's potent in the same passage where the the Mm -hmm. angel comes to Mary and makes his announcement because he's going to say, you are going to bear. You will conceive in your womb and you will bear a son. (laughs) It's going to happen. And this is how the kingdom comes, because this is God with us that she's bearing. That she's, she is bearing God in her womb and carrying um, God around with her wherever mm. she goes. There's that scene in the next episode where she goes to visit her relative, Elizabeth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when she comes in the door, do you remember what happens? A jump in the belly? Yeah, John jumps in her womb. She leaps, and the spirit is, is active there. Anyway... Mm. Um, I thought there's a lot of rich stuff here for us to kind of just poke around in the same, kind of in the same vein of Mm -hmm. uh, living on God time and paying attention to what does it look like to be discerning, to watch and pray, to live kind of uh, when you're, so I've been told, when you're pregnant, Mm -hmm. you have to pay attention to your body, what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, You're you're more, you are attentive on a different level, I guess. Yeah. and, And paying attention. And I think there's there's some parallels. Um, I find it fascinating that this episode, God's kingdom is going to come in full force. And it begins with this word from the angel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like this is Mary's first introduction to the whole idea and concept of what's happening, how God is going to do this great reversal. And it's so Potent in Mary, and she feels it so strongly. She's, she sings a whole song about it in the, mm-hmm. called the Magnificat um, in, the next, in the next episode with, with her cousin Elizabeth or her, her relative Elizabeth. But it just begins with a word, and it's, it's small. It's seemingly invisible. Hmm. Um, it's just an announcement, and it parallels. You will conceive in your womb. No one's going to notice that. Mary's not even going to notice that. In the, in the first instance, mm-hmm. it's just going to happen. It's going to be not noticeable. This is how God, God's kingdom begins. And it reminded me of all of Jesus' parables, the mustard seed. Like yeah. you, you can't see it. Salt, when yeast. It's sown. Yes. The yeast in the, in the, in the dough.
0: Treasure in a field.
1: Treasure in a f- hidden in a field. Um, there's the, the four, the parable of the four soils with the seeds in this one, this one, this it looks like complete failure. Mm -hmm. Nothing's coming up. And then the last one Mm -hmm. is an explosion. That's like way bigger than that make more than makes up for all the lost seeds. Like Mm -hmm. this is the nature. And so you have the start of, here's the word of the angel. You're going to conceive in your, we're going to bear a son. It's going to look insignificant. We know how that story goes. Mm -hmm. No one's recognizing him except people who have inside information. But guess what? He's going to be given the house of his father, David. He's going to rule over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. Like this is, this is it. This is the new creation. This is what the prophets have foretold. This is the big thing going in action right now, seemingly invisible, seemingly nothing. And you're going to bear it in your body, Mary. You're going to carry this around for nine months. You're going to give birth to this one. You're gonna raise this one from a baby, and that's it. So that's crazy. the kingdom. Wow. And it's 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 not a one off. I mean, this is how God works. You have Hannah. You've got Sarah in the Old Testament story, who's old and barren,
2: mm-hmm.
1: way past age. You've got um, Rachel mm-hmm. in the old story. You've got um, Elizabeth now. So this, like, God loves this image of, mm-hmm. of barrenness, and then and then making something fertile out of it. You're right. Loves it. You're he right. loves the, the seeming invisibility mm-hmm. or, or failure, the apparent failure of the kingdom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it just being this resurrection, this explosion that nobody saw coming. Wow. Loves to work that way. And so that's challenging, I think, for us, because <laughs> that takes practice, And training to learn to pay attention on that level Mm -hmm. and to take the things that look invisible and impotent and barren and like a failure Mm -hmm. and say, God, I think you're, you're doing something here. You're, you're at work here.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's so beautiful, um, that, to think of God loving, like those are God's favorite movies or stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Something I, when you were talking, I thought, okay, what, what is that seed? Like, what is that little thing that begins the big thing? And it makes me, Hmm. it makes me think that it's, I mean, what, maybe this is probably another section you have, but um, it's Mary saying, Yes, Mm -hmm. it's being open to what God might do and actually consenting to it, even though we don't know what it's going to fully look like. And just in daily life, what I feel like that means to me is that prayer that I get to, it feels like a really treasured prayer that I get to a couple times a year, Mm -hmm. where I say um, I realize something that's kind of keeping me from living the way I want to live or that God, how God wants me to live. And I finally come to a place where I say, okay, I am open to you addressing this pattern in me mm-hmm. or you doing something new with, with a barren area of life, a dead dream, a write-off, the 11th hour, foreclosure, Right. on this part of my future or something like that. And so to me, that seed is the the willingness to be open to God and to mm-hmm. consent to say, yes, mm-hmm. um, I give you access to me to do what you want to do in this area, even though I'm scared to look at it or I'm scared to face it or admit it. Like now I'm remembering um, I did something... When I was like 24, 25 or something like that, mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody about it for a long time and it was not good. <laughs> even I didn't even say bad. I said not good. Mm-hmm. And I had, so when, moving to Victoria, so this is like 15 years later, I had this like very strong feeling that I really wanted to tell my family about it, like kind of come clean. Mm-hmm. I had already talked about it with my husband, therapists, a couple close friends, but I took a long time, like something that I was ashamed of. Um, and I remember it just c- crossing my mind one day, you know, you can't yeah. make this stuff happen where I'm like, no, I would never, I could never tell them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that'd be so awkward. How would I bring it up? Just like, nope, not happening. And then as soon as that comes, you're like, now I'm kind of open to it. Hmm. I'm kind of, so it's, it's that kind of prayer. Like, yeah. God, is this something you, is this for me? Like, is this, would this be freedom or growth or healing or something,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, if it is, I'm open to it. I do not want to do it, but I'm open to it. And then like a month later, God always answers that prayer. There's like, God will make a way into something big Mm -hmm. that if I look back, I would have said, no way I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have had a child or I would, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're like, if I knew this, but it's like this initial openness and then God Mm -hmm. opens doors and makes a way Mm -hmm. for for the kingdom of heaven, like the good stuff, the economy yeah. of God, the grace yeah. and the peace. And if I did end up telling my family and it was a great conversation and I cried and they laughed and yeah. made fun of me and it was really healing. And it was only because the door, I passed the door and there was a creak in it. And then I was like, I just want to keep walking. Hmm. But for some reason I was like, I am open if you know, yeah. Now it's in, the balls in your court, ish.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that I think it's a great image of our participation with like like Mary here, the participation with the word.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: There's it seems like there's there's Yeah. two things here. You've got the word is the seed on the mm-hmm. one hand. Mm-hmm. And Jesus makes this explicit like in his in his parables. Right. Um and then but then you've also got the kinds of in that case maybe the kinds of soil. mm
2: mm-hmm. Mhm
1: like the not being choked by anxieties, not mm-hmm. being overly burdened or, or, or your whole life is sort of oriented around even just what we were talking about with the chronos time, like the, the, the um, constant striving and anxiety, like there's no space or no room for God's word to actually take root and take hold and actually birth something in us
2: mm-hmm.
1: as God bearers, like, like Mary is. Um, and, and I think that's helpful because, because you've got these, um, you've got these images of uh, that God overcomes. You've got images of barrenness that mm-hmm. He He makes the barren fertile. You've got the images of exile, which is this estrangement from God mm-hmm. that God overcomes and says, "I will be with my people, and they will be with me."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you've got um, you've got this problem of death <laughs> that. Looks like, from our point of view, has the final word over anything and everything we do. And God's saying, nope, I'm going to push beyond death yeah, and one. lead you out of it. These big picture things. <laughs> but in the meantime, if we don't have our bearings of, okay, well, what, God, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. Then, then it's one thing to be open, like, okay, God can do anything. But God, what are you actually doing? Yeah. Because not every barren person gets to have a child. Right. And that's something to mourn. Yeah. But some do. And those are, those are, those are part of the stories. Yeah. And so being open and having an imagination like Mary does here, seems like she's formed around the word too. Like yeah. she's not surprised. I mean, I'm sure she was surprised. Yeah. But she's not scandalized that she was chosen. Yeah. Like Zechariah can't believe, like Zechariah has a poor showing in front of Gabriel. Yeah. If you go back to the previous episode, you got a lot of these encounters with Angels are with God where people, they're not, they're, they're not prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Mary appears to be here. Let it be according to your word. I'm a servant of the Lord. Like yeah. she's not scandalized. Like, oh yeah, this seems like something God mm-hmm. would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? She has a logistical question.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One question. Well, how, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And then Gabriel answers that. Well, this is how great sign me up ready, yeah. ready to go. And, and I, th- I think that's a testament to her, her ability to, her paying attention. Yeah. Knowing what God is like from his self-disclosure mm-hmm. from, from his words. And I think that's a clue for us because we have the same problems. We've got, we struggle with estrangement or distance from God. Yeah. Like how, who, God, where are you? Where are you in my life? How are you working? There's no shortage of depression.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's no shortage of despair. Feeling like you're just going through life without hope, without a sense of a future. Um, so we need all the same kinds of things that Mary needed and that that the people of Israel in her time needed, mm-hmm. the whole world needed. and And so the ability or the challenge, I guess, for us to figure out, Okay, how do we, how do we slow down and pay attention,
2: Hmm.
1: learn to pay attention in that God timing, um, and sort of turn down the volume on the Kronos timing and, um, yeah, live, live, live in that way where we can, we can have that kind of response.
0: Yeah. So inspiring.
1: So Arcade Fire, hmm. one of my favorite bands. Okay. Um, off one of my favorite albums of all time, The Suburbs. They've got this, this song that I think encapsulates perfectly the idea of Kronos time. Hmm. It's called Modern Man. Hmm. You haven't listened to it? No. Come on. Um, anyway, check it out. Okay. But it's, it talks about or it sings about the um, waiting in line for a mm. number, but you don't understand, like a modern man. Mm. It's this idea of how how the way that we engage with this modern age and the mm-hmm. way we engage with time, this TikTok time, deprives us of meaning and significance and even our humanity. It's kind of the major, hmm. major theme of the songs. really, really potent, really great. Wow. Anyway, we've been talking about this, about Kronos time and Kairos time, about pregnancy time, about... What does it mean to bear God with us or bear the work of his kingdom and carry it around with us? We didn't really get into that. That'd be maybe yeah. for next time. Yeah. What does it mean to be a God bearer in our neighborhood? That's, wow. That's a pretty big idea. You should write that down. I'm writing it down right now. God <laughs> bearer in <the> neighborhood. <laughs> next podcast. <laughs> that's great. We already got ideas. Yeah, we have like three. Okay. I know. Um, but um, what does it mean to live in, in Kairos time I want to always end, I would like to end our times with mm-hmm. trying to think of practical stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've already given some of that. You talk about stop, look, and listen. I talked about memorization of scripture as, mm-hmm. a, as a means of prayer and being present to, to God's God through being present to his words. Um, but if we could spend a little bit more time on how do we respond to God's time and God's kingdom and God's presence.
2: Yeah.
1: And... And specifically, I can anticipate in my own heart, and I can anticipate in someone who might be listening to this podcast, um, okay, but how do you not live in chronos time? I mean, we can't. we mm-hmm. can't not live in that time. I still have to, I think, respond to some of my emails. I still <laughs> have to punch in to my, you know, I have to be at work on time, you know, can mm-hmm be any good to my boss. Oh, sorry, boss. I'm living on Carol's time here. <laughs> Chill out. right? You are my boss. So maybe I could yeah, do that. Yeah. You might be able to get away with it, but, <laughs> but I can imagine that could be a stretch for others. So what does it mean? It, it might not, it's probably not in either, or it's probably you're, you you can not escape chrono's time. That's just the way it is. But yeah. what does it mean? How do we have strategies for, for paying attention, even in the midst of a world around us that is addicted to hurry? Yeah, and addicted to productivity. Productivity, functionally, we're yeah, we're we're just we're stuck. It seems like we're stuck there, and maybe even as a culture, as a society, particularly bad at mm-hmm. getting unstuck and thinking in these other terms. Mm-hmm. So over to you. Yeah, <laughs> you got it.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I, there's this first and second Peter, I forget what chapter, but it says something like, regard the slowness of the Lord hmm. as our salvation. I think some translations say patience, regard the patience of the Lord or the slowness. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And to me, that is an encouragement often to think, okay, things, the, the monotony of daily life. And how much we do have to respond to emails and do the dishes again and go to work and take showers. And um, like, there's just so much a part of daily life that is unavoidable. But I am choosing to believe that I can regard all that stuff, what seems slow or long or monotonous, Mm -hmm. the Kronos, the TikTok, as a means of grace for me, Hmm. like that God doesn't think it's not good. Like, God thinks it's good for me that the sun rises every 24 hours and that there's a new day Mm -hmm. and that there's more dishes to be done and that I'm I'm embodied, like I'm restricted to this body. And that during the winter here, it's dark by 4.45 p.m. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of being scandalized by those things, like you said, Mary wasn't, what does it mean to embrace some of the rhythms God has... Given to us and in the world through our bodies, through the 24 hour day, through the invitation to take one of those days and resist through Sabbath, you know, yeah. to take um, some time each day, tithe a little oh. bit of our time each day and resist that productivity TikTok mindset and say, I am going to pray with yeah. this time. And then the rest of the day, I am going to be like a monk who goes about the work that is before me at this life stage. And it's always going to change, but I'm going to regard the slowness of this endeavor called being human as salvation. I'm going to trust that God is saving me and the world in God's mm. time as I am a faithful steward to to what's in front of me yeah. for this time.
1: You used the word resist and it made me think that this is, this is like a, this is a battle. Like there's, there's work to this mm-hmm. of pushing against mm-hmm. just the momentum yeah. of life around us. Yeah. And, and I used the word addiction earlier because it does feel like that to me. Me too. Like addicted to hurry, addicted to, um, all, all, all the patterns of filling up every moment with, with something that has to feel relevant to me yes. or authentic authentic, or I have to self-actualize or I have to get all my to-do list done and then I'll feel better. And then all this stuff, which hardly ever any of it happens, yeah. but it's this constant striving and to actually res- to do the hard work of forming patterns of resistance mm-hmm. that are day in and day out. That's a, that's the thing. And, and I think it's, I think it's hard for most of us. Yes. Very hard for most of us.
0: I th- yeah, it's hard on so many levels. One of them is that there is something counterintuitive to it. Like, um, even I'm I mean, I I'm a spiritual director. I meet with people to like help them listen and look and stop, stop, look and listen on their with their yeah. lives, you know, an hour a month. And yet it's still hard for me. It's every third day I have to remind myself why it's good to spend 30 minutes we're talking yeah. less than a, t- a tenth yeah. of my day yeah. the hours i'm given in a day two just push everything aside and mm-hmm. show up to god in a quiet room and if i don't have a quiet room wherever i am yeah. in the car before i go to something else
2: mm-hmm.
0: and just to show up it's i i have to remind myself every couple of days uh, like there this is good to do because it does not feel like a good use of time. That's yeah. like my main my main struggle is this is this is a waste of time, yeah,
1: it looks like it's invisible, unnoticeable, <laughs> exactly ineffective, yes, and a failure
0: yes, much less going to church and like participating in the mm-hmm. liturgical calendar together. Like yeah. I was just having a conversation about Advent with a couple people and one person was like, he already came. Like, I don't really get it. <laughs> Does everybody else know that? <laughs> you know what guys, I mean? Guys, guys, look. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to break it to you, but like, what are we doing? There's Indeed. a lot of churchy. I love all that churchy language about yeah. waiting and stuff, but he was like, I don't, I, I literally don't get it because it already happened. Yeah. So There's something counterintuitive about choosing to reenact this cycle, trusting that in the church calendar, there is a time to feast and a time to fast, a time to wait and a time to celebrate.
1: I think the church calendar helps remind us that that this isn't just... I mean, Mary is unique in that she physically carried the Son of God in her womb, but that there's something in here for us too as the church, as a community and as individuals that God... This is how God is in the world this is how Mm -hmm. his kingdom comes in us Mm
2: -hmm. and that
1: there is something that we get to do in solidarity with mary in terms of again getting to that topic for next time or whenever we're going to get to it being being god bearers in that Mm -hmm. way yeah and um yeah so you mentioned the church calendar that is one concrete strategic way to mark time in a different way Mm -hmm. think about what is at what is the season advent reminds us to do what it reminds us to wait and anticipate and think about pregnancy mm-hmm. think about um think about the kairos time as we've been talking about think about anticipation um think about is is god doing something in me that seems impossible
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that's the kind of things that god does literally like yeah. This is Gabriel saying, for nothing will be impossible for him. Like, this is, this is his work.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's like, great. <laughs> like, to, for us to learn how to do that with Mary, pay attention to his word and pay attention to what's in front of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's helpful. You mentioned 30 minutes, maybe a good place to start for some of us. Yeah. Who don't have a habit. Yeah. 30 minutes of slowing down.
0: Yeah. And key for that for me is deciding that 95% of the success of that 30 minutes is just by doing it and showing up.
1: Just showing up.
0: Yeah. Because if I start to evaluate the 30-minute sessions... Yeah. I was like, that one was really good. I right. cried. I had a revelation. I have direction <laughs> for my day. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Gabriel
1: um, came to me, yeah, and told me what was going on.
0: Yes, there are days that are feel enchanted <laughs> yeah and yeah. then but the, that's a slave master in a way because it's this kind of burden or this expectation
1: to have that. and imagine how many how many days Mary had before? Yes, <laughs> where Gabriel didn't show up, yeah. And absolutely nothing or of seeming consequence yeah. happened, and yet she was prepared when he did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you could tell, there's, there's hints all over that episode that she was prepared, she had the right mindset, she had an imagination for what God was doing yeah, in her life. I think it's where a lot of us in, our, in our, our setting struggle to have that kind of imagination. Yeah, And maybe beginning to slow down and open ourselves up a bit more, we'll, we'll begin to, to do that hard, slow work that might not seem uh, super fruitful in the moment, might seem like all the things we've been talking about, invisible, yeah, unproductive, fruitless, waste of time.
0: Yep. Yeah. And even um, a, a starting point before the 30 minutes, because I feel like that's so on every podcast right now. You mm-hmm. know, everyone... Not everyone. It just, that's a big thing, our our habits and how we use our time. Yeah. Um, And that can just feel at certain times in my life, that can just feel like I'm not there. I don't even know how to tell you how 30 minutes is not going to happen right now Mm because I'm just, that's not in my realm of possibilities. Right. So even the prayer before that to me is that one, I want to want to pay attention I don't yet. Yeah, I'm too overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm too anxious. Um, I'm too angry at mm-hmm. this situation in my life mm-hmm. or this unmet thing. Right. But I at least will pray the prayer. I want to want to pay attention, mm-hmm. and then throw that ball back to God and and see see what kind yeah. of conversation or what happens when we actually give the Spirit access to do mm. to do more in us. That's good yeah i like
1: it Me too. well yeah that was fun that was easy. fun i think we should do this again me too this was sort of an experiment yeah we weren't like sure if this was a good but i had fun so even if we have like zero listeners yeah or if it's like just our spouses or just us re-listening to what we said like <laughs> yeah. I'm, let's just keep doing it me too. yeah me. i and liked it <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um well thanks thanks vanessa Mm -hmm. thanks thanks for whoever's listening on the other end of this glad you could join us um if you like what you hear or if you've got ideas for future shows just email us at bear with me at (laughs) tablechurch.ca see i've already got the email already amazing (laughs) We just came up with the title for the show
0: (laughs) did you say bear with me or bear with us bear with me okay bear with me. right yeah I think Uh, so. It's
1: still a dispute. We're still working out the title. We think it's Bear With Me. Yeah. Bear with me at tablechurch.ca. Yeah. Um, Check out the show notes uh, for links and book recommendations, Mm -hmm. anything else we might come up with. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.